Conversations. Cheese and the tugboat. Nice, nice, nice vibrato. I was really starting to lose it there. I'm just the pu- <laughs> I didn't warm the pipes up. That's the problem. I don't know if I could pay for that if my time is valuable enough for that. Just straight to it this time. Boom. Uh, Yeah, we got to get into it because we value our time on this podcast and we value your time on this podcast. Mm. How much is that time worth? Who knows? Um, Geez, I don't really value the listener's time. That's why we run over every time. Oh, well, I think... (laughs) I mean, I, I, I think I think it's their choice, you know, how they want to use their time. I mean, if they want to pop in for 15 minutes and not listen to the rest, I, I don't know. That's, that's, their, that's their choice. That uh, probably depends on how they value their time. I don't know. Well, it's an obvious mistake to turn this off, but, um, yeah, I think it's a good use of your time, definitely. Um, so do, do you think people value their time accordingly? Do you think people are, are doing it right? I'm going to say on the whole, we probably don't, just kind of referencing myself, but I do know that there are people out there who, like, are, like, all about time and try and, like, seize time, like Carpe Diem, one of the seize the day, Carpe Diem, saw it on Dead Poet Society. Carp Caesars. Um, yeah, like, it's not like a fish thing, it's like a, a, I don't know if it's Latin, I think it's Latin, I don't know, I didn't put my time towards learning Latin, nobody does anymore. Um, That's not true. Yeah. There are certain degrees called the classics, which some people say is a waste of time, but yeah. Like, I take a class on, like, Pink Floyd and Ben Halen or whatever, like, you know, like the classics. That's Hey, if they offered that in school, I'd be there. I'd be all over that. I remember in university they actually did offer, like, a, a, a history of pop culture and music or something like that, and I didn't take it. You because didn't. I, I felt like I, I could have I could taught it probably um but then some other people i know did take it and then i was like they're covering some weird stuff here i don't know i think they're they oh, kind of yeah. missed the missed the train tugboat took it big time oh did you oh yeah it was uh it was actually a really good course the instructor really made it though like he was uh he was a real character that guy whatever his name I, happened to be i could see that i could see that for sure i know the beer guy took it yeah well, he probably took it because Admiral Bonesaw and I took it. Uh, and and hilariously really enough, when he came to visit one March, I couldn't make it to the class, so he went and took notes for me, which is probably, that sealed the deal for him. Oh, okay. I just remember, like, the really thing he took away was a song that was, like, Smokey Joe's Cafe. I think that was the big one. Or uh, Hot Rod Lincoln. Okay, that was I do recall that. I don't recall the Smoky Joe. There was a lot of uh, a lot of good Beatles business, which probably turned the beer guy on to the Beatles, which he's a he's a fan of. I'm a huge fan, which we may say for another podcast, but we, right now we got to get back and, and value our listeners' time and get down to the what we're talking about. You can't be wasting uh, time. so because i mean we're not swimming in time here we've only got a small amount of it on this this planet this little thing we call life so you know you, you yeah. can't you can't just be wasting it all the time no because like you actually literally like you do not know how much time you have on this this earth like um i don't want to get into too much detail but i mean deaner wrapped it up pretty quickly when saying you know like this could be the anniversary of your death like today yeah. And, every, and every year it's just passing you by, you know? Just, just ticks by every year, you know? Unmarked. Unmarked. You don't, you don't know, you know? 
But that that really makes you think, though. Like, you really don't. Like, we all know. I think everybody knows that, you know, like, time is precious and, you know, we need to live every day like it's our last and blah, 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 blah. But, uh, but we rarely do. Well, I mean, it, we get caught up in life, I think, from, from time to time. And work especially really really grinds you down and you just kind of lose perspective because it's all spent working. Yeah, well, see, I, like, I disagree on that point and just in the way that, like, you know, oh, yeah, life, uh, would you say, like, we get distracted by life or life just hits us or life is just happening or something like that, something along those lines? Yeah, I mean, you, you work eight hours a day, a tough work week, and then you come home and, you know, you should use that time for something constructive and you don't yeah see like that's what i say you know life just happens but i feel like when you're sometimes like these these busy times or these times that you're spending your time on and stuff like i guess like facebook or something like that you just get caught up in these like distractions i think that's like the most annoying one because like work at least to a certain extent work is pretty you know productive and it hopefully has like some, some meaning or purpose behind it and it gives you the cash money the ching ching but but I mean yeah it's uh, it, it, it does take up a lot of your time sort of sleeping I guess but aren't that isn't that kind of recharge evening or or sleep even sleeping isn't that necessary though to kind of fund your like through your body fund your work time Oh, yeah, like, sleep is, like, one of the most underrated things. Like, it, yeah, it would be cool if you didn't, like, need it to function, but um, I value my... See, that, there's... I don't know if it's a value of time, but I value the time I spend sleeping. I have a very huge, like, value towards... Like, I don't feel bad, you know, going to bed at, like, 10, 30, 11 o'clock kind of thing because then the next day I'm not cranky, which, if you've seen cheese cranky, it's not great. Cranky cheese sounds like a thing. Um, yeah, nobody likes the cranky cheese. <laughs> but yeah, I, and, and I agree for myself as well that sleeping is uh, is important. Like I think it just improves your quality of life because if you're walking around all cranky cheese all day, you know, that's, people are going to interact with you in a more negative fashion. Then your overall quality of life is uh, it's in the toilet. It's garbage. It's a waste of time. Yeah. Yeah, and then you're going to try and focus on these things that you value in your time or even in work to get that done so you don't have to worry about it and do the things you like, but you can't focus on your work because you're too sleepy. So you should, maybe you need to have a McDonald's breakfast wrapped so you could avoid sleepworking, like on the commercials. Yeah. yeah, see, like, I think that's a total fallacy as well because <laughs> I think, like, you, like, even the amount of time that it takes to go, like, order that and eat it and all that kind of stuff, like, you really don't save a whole heck of a lot of time. You just put the time in a different spot. Yeah, and I like, think I think eating a big greasy wrap of, of sausage <laughs> and egg is probably not going to be the food that makes you the most alert. No, 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 not by any means. Well, you could always get like the the the, fruit, the real fruit smoothies that you jack up with sugar <laughs> and stuff. So cheese. Uh, it sounds like people aren't using their time accordingly. So, what are what are some reasons that they're they're doing it wrong? Like, what are what are some problems that <laughs> people run into? Well, I think like you, you hit the, the nail on the head. Like in a few things, just saying like that work. Like people get really caught up in work, and there are some people that have like really poor sort of like work life boundaries. Like as soon as they leave work, they can't leave work at work. And I know some jobs are inherently like that, but on the other hand, it's just like that really feeds in. They're trying to do stuff at home that may be more meaningful to their lives or meaningful to their their kids or, or whatever it is. But then, then then work just like just seeps. It's just seeping in there, like a like a seeping viscous goo. I'm basically picturing the goo from Ghostbusters too. See, I'm picturing slime from some Nickelodeon game show. Okay, so we can we can agree on like slime or goo. Yeah, it's some like kind of big... disgusting, semi-amorphous, gross. Yeah, yeah, not like a caulking that would seal off the work life thing, but like a 
goo that would just get through the semi-permeable membrane of 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 that boundary. And and um, yeah, you, you, sometimes you just need a good caulking to really enjoy the weekend. You know, you gotta gotta seal that boundary. Yeah, yeah. So I would say so. There's work. What about I'm gonna I'm gonna put it forward. I'm gonna say like stuff at home. So like, what are these like things that we do at home that are like you know like cleaning, like kind of like these things that have to be done, but Ugh. some people like clean once a week, but other Dusting. people clean like every day Worst. and stuff. So so I would say those things like those these these things that like you think you have to do or maybe you learn to do from your parents or that's just what you feel is necessary. And you're like ah, I have to do this. I won't feel comfortable unless this is done, but it's like, do you really have to clean the bathroom, like, every day? Is that, do you think that's also, besides the kind of, you know, discomfort of, I don't know what you would call that, we'll call it just a mental disorder if you're cleaning your toilet every day, but um, do you think people are using that as a distraction, just to try and take their mind off something else or, or just keep themselves busy? know that like there is like evidence to say that like okay let's say the stuff is like cluttered in your life then cleaning up in your home can feel like you're you're like cleaning up your life in a sense like it can bring like comfort to people or it can make you feel more organized and to a certain extent it is good to do a little clean here and there and you might be able to to organize things maybe a little bit better to make yourself more efficient but then can reach a point where you're just wasting time but yeah i don't know it's like you're distracting yourself but you're doing it with something that feels productive versus let's say just like watching an episode of csi um which yeah you may learn something about forensics but then you'll never be a forensics job person or watching csi of miami where you learn nothing is it considered like a forensicist uh, I think it's just a forensics expert. I don't okay. think I don't think you get the ist. Okay, because usually, yeah, usually you would get an ist on there. Like, uh, oh, you say forensics? Well, what are you? I'm like, oh, I'm a forensicist. I'm a graduate of ITT Tech. Is that even <laughs> is that even still a thing? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think that goes along the lines of uh, Everest college yeah maybe (laughs) they must have everest must have absorbed itt tech the better the jingle the less reputable the school (laughs) well that's where all their money all their marketing dollars went to the jingle instead of actually (laughs) funding the the school (laughs) we need new chairs no that's earmarked for jingle money i'm sorry there's no jingle for like mit or (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, any Ivy League school probably doesn't have a jingle or advertise on TV. So I would actually like put it forward to our listeners. If you were to come up with a jingle for a reputable university, we would love to hear it and send your entries into the tugboat.ca under the conversations tab. Do we have that ability, Tugboat? No, oh, f- fully we do. We have a little comment thing for every episode, which we've actually had comments in the past. I know we have, and they've been great, and we'd love to hear more of them. We want more comments. Feed us comments, and we'll talk about it on the air. Or a plethora of comments. Would we call this the air? Really, it was just on the internet. It's pre-recorded. It's cloud? I think the air has now become the cloud. Yeah, it got a little more moisture in it, now it's a cloud. Now it's a cloud, yeah. So yeah. We'll, we'll put it on the cloud. Yeah, like all clouds are in air, but not all air is in clouds. It's a real chicken egg problem you've got there, cheese. Yeah, it is. Uh, well, well, let's not waste the listeners' time <laughs> pondering these big life questions. Um, but uh, just kind of going back, so so I think it was just talking about like what people do maybe to fill up their value, like what gets in in the way of you maybe organizing your time a little bit better or or not doing the things that we really want to do. Um, because uh, we're just we're getting distracted by things, or we're using things as actual distractions on purpose to waste time. Have you ever wasted time on purpose, Tugboat? Are you kidding me? That used to be my weekend goal, was to do as little as possible and waste <laughs> the whole weekend. 
feel like a, like an accomplishment sometimes when you, you actually like actively waste time and you're like, yes, yes. And you're like, that time. You're like, huh, there, it's six o'clock. Now I can eat my dinner. I've managed to waste the whole day. Success. Like you, you just murder the day. Yeah, you just take it out to a dark alley and wait till after sunset, wait till the, before the street light comes on and just murder the day. And then yeah. get out of there. Wipe down your uh, your TV remote and just get the hell out of there. Yeah, like you like you know, Father Time wants to go take a, a little shower or whatever. And you you take out his um, like little uh, grippy bath mat out of it without him knowing, and then you know, so he sleep slips. On oh, I think I think if shower. you're if you're doing that, you got to make sure. So you got to get a bunch of butter and just take the stick and just rub it. In the bottom of the tub, and and take that mat out, and yeah, or put the mat back in, because that ain't sticking to the butter. Ain't no way that's sticking to the butter. And then whoosh, comical, cartoonish fall. Legs go up in the air, hits his head on the back of the tub, like on that weird little shelf on the back of the tub. Sometimes it's big and has like a square edge. Most of the time, it's kind of rounded and about two inches. So. Not really useful to put anything back there, but you know it's there. That's oh, yeah. a that's oh, yeah. a that's a concussion. That's a deep concussion. Potentially broken hip. Either way, Father Time is out for the count. Yeah, he gets his beard all like the shower's still going, so his beard gets all wet. But he's just lying there, trickle of blood coming from the back of his head. Poor bugger. Poor bugger. Oh, Father Time. <laughs> You hate to see old people fall. Like that's not a way that you want people to go, especially Father no. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You kind of you want to you want to do the opposite. You want to like you know like manicure your 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 Father Time's toes and and uh, nurture him because you he's, know it's it's fleeting. He's trying to get out of the tub and he's reaching over for his large comical hat that he has with the little ball on the end, kind of like Tukes of the mid nineties. And he's just reaching for that, <laughs> trying to get it. Yeah. yeah. Do, would, do those hats even have a name, or are they just, like, ridiculous toques? I don't know. I think, like, like I was just thinking, like, a wizard's hat, in a sense. Like, just sort of, like, yeah. kind of like, a hip, like an elongated hipster toque. Yeah, I like the wizard one. That's That hit it for me. Wizards. Wait, do hipsters, do hipsters just eventually turn into wizards? Uh, yeah, when they, like, in their 40s, they turn into wizards. Oh, I don't know. I don't think any hipster has actually made it to forty yet. Yeah, I think they decide that they're gonna live real life and they get married and have kids owners. and yeah, entrepreneurs. And then they have to give up the hipster lifestyle because they go broke if they keep going with it for real. Oh, that, that, no, that makes that makes sense. It's tough. That makes sense. It's a tough yeah. lifestyle. I, I would like to, to, to put forth a, a, a little bit of a tangent here because I think it's hilariously ironic that we're talking about valuing time and we're going on <laughs> several tangents. Um, but so say you have a father time, right? That makes sense, right? You yeah. have father time. So you would assume that that father time would have kids, thus giving him the name father time. Right. So who is the sons of or, or daughters of Father Time? Like, what would like a little kid in charge of time? Like, what is he? Like, I, I don't know. I would just really love to see that family dynamic. Or does he wow. pop out like uh, a son or a daughter that has a different responsibility than time, like space? So like oh, Father Time gives birth to like space or something. They're definitely doing other things. Um, first off, I'd like to posit that. Father Time's wife is Mother Nature. So, okay. so yeah, space could be one of the kids. Um, I'm thinking nature and time, some kind of interaction. First thing that jumped into my head was speed. So one of the kids would be speed. And, of course, now all the kids are, like, you know, Greek gods where... They kind of have like a thing, like how Ares is war and Athena is knowledge. So, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Father Time and Mother Nature's kids all kind of have like their area of expertise. I don't think, I don't think there's like a, you know, 
Thomas Time Jr. and he's going to be the guy that takes over for Father Time. Like, yeah, he's, yeah. He's not being groomed to wear the wizard hat and have the beard. Yeah, so then, like, he, yeah, and he grows up and he's, like, really anti, like, having children of his own or something because he spends so much time just studying time and then gets up and he doesn't want to be called Father Time anymore. He's just, like, time. Like, like you said, like, Thomas Time. Yeah, Tommy Time. Thomas Thomas the time engine. <laughs> oh, that's a that's tangent. Really, that's a tangent that's that really we, we could really mine that that go for a well, hole for a while. Some, oh, they would make some really interesting kids because you got old <laughs> Father Time here, like all like logical and like okay, like time is 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 a set thing and it's it's finite and this is what it is. And then you got Mother Nature who's all like, you know, oh yeah, no, like everything just like happens. You know, as it will, and you know, like you gotta, you gotta nurture things to make them grow, and you know, things happen for a reason, and and then the times are like wicked logical. I think Father Time's probably like the old school style of thinking, where it's all about linear, and time follows a path, and then now, like the new age thinking of time with current physics is like, no, it's like fluid, and it's space time, and. Maybe space is time's mistress. That's why there's space time now. Who oh, knows? Okay. Who knows these things? Oh, that's interesting. But that's interesting. Uh, something to ponder. Yeah, get get real, getting oh. getting deep in conversation. Yeah. yeah. So would you say like it's not? I'm gonna get back on on track here. I have a little little segue here. So so would you say that like let's say Father Time is very focused and just like focuses all his attention on time like whatever and then mother nature's got to worry like wind and fire and earth and growth so like they're like better at multitasking right because like a lot of people think that you know multitask oh i'll get two or three things done at once i am like maximizing my time do you think that's like better than just focusing all your attention on one thing at once i don't know wow that could lead to a whole different subject uh that we could do a different time but I'll quote my boss here. Multitasking is doing two things very poorly. Um, I myself think that I can do a couple of things at once. I'm able to type to someone co- cohesively, coherently, that's the word I was looking for, while talking on the phone. So I could be on our office in our enterprise communicator, chim, 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 talking away to somebody saying, hello, I like your way that you like to eat oatmeal and then at the same time talking to someone on the phone saying hey i prefer when cheerios are in a yellow box so i mean two conversations same time boom multitask you're multitasking but at the same time have you ever had that experience like let's say you're having this conversation and all of a sudden your one conversation bleeds into the other and ruins both conversations oh yeah when that when, as soon as you start to sense that happening you have to step in and say hold on hold on uh i got someone on the other line i got let me deal with this and then we'll get back to you yeah and yeah, then of yeah, course you're playing the old choosing game where you know the other person all of a sudden is like oh okay i'm second fiddle oh, great great yeah that could be right. a whole, that could be a whole thing yeah well apparently um daniel j levitin author of the number one national bestseller, The Organized Mind, um, kind of agrees with your boss on this one and just saying that like, there is no such thing as multitasking. Uh, in his mind, it's switching attention really quickly between different things. And when that happens, what ends up happening is just like you end up doing a poor job on certain things because you're not able to focus your attention and essentially, yeah, you're doing one or more things poorly Whereas if you just focus your attention on, on one of those things, you would have a better opportunity to do a great job, and then you would switch to the next task, and you would do that one way quicker. So, yeah, I don't know. Kind of is kind of agreement there. Yeah, well, there's the efficiencies too, and all the other stuff that corporate people would tell you about. But I don't know. I I, I think that if it's a if it's not a using your whole brain, like if it's kind of a something that's you do frequently sort of thing, um, yeah. if it's familiar to you, you can probably do it like driving and talking on the phone. You're multitasking technically, but driving is just second nature to some people who do it often. 
and talking is probably second nature to hopefully most people, except if you're living in a cave or on an island by yourself eating yeah. pieces of bark or whatever those people are into. Um, you know, once you go past two, though, then you're that's just a... Yeah, and I would make the argument that, like, when you're driving or when you're having conversation, there's two options uh, where, like, okay, in the conversation, somebody starts talking about something really, really interesting or, like, a, a topic you've never heard before, which requires a lot of thinking. Or so you're then, breaking up with your girlfriend over the phone while you're driving to work at 7 a.m. That's that's a pretty heavy conversation. Yeah, yeah. So it's like taking your... Or, like, you have a, a driving situation where, like, something... Like, you come to a roundabout, which, like, rarely exists within uh, Canada, Ontario, and, like, that's going to get a bunch of your attention going so then like something that's really easy multitasking now becomes something super difficult and requires your full attention and if you don't then you just get onto like a big because <laughs> if you're breaking up with your girlfriend you're not going to be like oh sorry baby I'm going through a roundabout can you just like hold that angry thought for a second yeah I mean ideally you're pulling over to have that conversation but I didn't I just kept going and yeah. you, there may not be roundabouts over near you but over here there's quite a few. Um, I would use the example more of you get into the big smoke and there's just higher volume and you're like, ah, so, sorry, sorry, I'm getting into the, the city here. Uh, 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 I'm going to have to call you back. Yeah. I, I've done yeah. that before. And I, and that's like, a, all of it. And that's a smart move. That's a smart move. Yeah. You gotta take, gotta get your prioritizing going on there. Um, so then, so, so, so we've kind of figured out that people don't value their time and there's some reasons that you don't, you know, focus your attention or, like, divide your time out appropriately. Um, I was kind of interested in sort of, like, how do people even determine how much their time is actually worth? Because you always hear people talking about, like, oh, man, I'm not talking to them, that's not worth my time, or I'm not doing that thing, that's not worth my time. Um but again, like, how, how do you determine how much your time is worth? I mean, part of it is your salary. That's literally putting a numerical value of money on your time. But Yeah, so, like, yeah. if you get paid, say, $25 an hour, you're going to say that your hour in your life is worth $25. So then you start looking, but... I mean, money can't be the only determining factor f for your time. That's ludicrous. It's, uh, is it? Well, I mean, for some people it is, but um, that's, you know, people trying to put a price tag on experience and, and other things, too. It's That's tough to do. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I, I think that's that's one piece is, you know, what you get paid can help you value your time but there's kind of that um almost like what do you gain from an experience versus maybe someone else would gain from that experience so um and i'm going to use this example in poor taste because i just turned down leaf tickets this afternoon but um <laughs> for me going to a leaf game is probably a better use of my time than say somebody who's not a fan so that time is way more valuable spent at the arena for me than it would be for, you know, some person who hates sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, that makes sense. Like, if the person hates sports, like, you may give them an opportunity to sell those tickets and make money off of something that they don't like doing. And they can use that money to fund something they do, therefore increasing their value of their time. But, let's say that it takes them more time to sell that ticket than what the ticket is worth. So then they've essentially wasted time. Yeah, that's a, it's a real waste of time trying to sell those tickets. Oh, man. It's almost like the more you start asking questions, or the more you experience, the less you know. Yeah, that could be. Yeah. Um, yeah, that father times playing tricks. He's a trickster. Definitely a trickster. So, so you would say, so, so Tugboat can't clear 
really define how much the time is worth. You go, oh, clear-cut example would be how much my salary is worth. I make this particular amount. So if there's a task that, you know, is less than that amount, then I shouldn't be doing it. I may as well just pay somebody else to do it because, you know, my time's worth more than that to free up time for me to do something that would actually be able to be of value. But a lot of times we don't do that. A lot of times we, like, free up this time so we can do, like you said, like nothing and waste a, a weekend away. Here's a so real weird. here's a real life tugboat example for you. So I have a basement that is unspoiled, as the realtor put it, aka unfinished. And for me to finish that basement, I mean, I could do it. It will take me longer because I'm inexperienced at basement finishing. So it would take yeah. me longer to do, or I could pay a professional to do it over like a week, and then boom, yeah. it's done. Obviously, it wouldn't take just one week because construction tends to drag on but you get my my drift on that one in terms of you know you kind of figure out monetarily what's it going to cost versus what i feel my time is worth based on my salary bing bang boom x plus y equals i'm not doing the work yeah yeah and also determine like how much time like you assume that you have like let's say this this does take a year's time, but it's not super pressing, and uh, you have that time, and you just kind of chip, chip, chip away at it. Um, chip and then, like, what are you going to use that that basement for? Is that for you, or is that for like the resale value of the home? Um, both. Yeah, yeah. Mostly the resale value of the home, because let's face it, I've got rooms to spare. Yeah, and then you got to fill that that's now finished basement you probably got to fill it with stuff that makes it look decent yeah you can spend more money there spend money to make money am I right <laughs> sometimes <laughs> <laughs> um cheese we skipped over a piece that I don't want to leave hanging because I want to tell my okay. chicken coop story get into it um I don't know how to segue into this nicely but uh people don't we won't people don't really value their time as we mentioned so i'm going to tell the story a little tale from the tugboat here Um, that's a train but um so growing up where i did my uh my grandfather he's a man about town like to help people out he was good with construction etc so this guy comes over to his house, a good neighbor from up the road, and says, Hello, I would like you to build me a chicken coop to be a place for my chickens to live in. And he was like, I will do that for you. So he went and he bought all the materials and he built a chicken coop. Very nice, beautiful chicken coop. And uh, the guy comes to inspect his work and says, Oh, golly, that is a beautiful chicken. Oh, my, this is too nice for my chickens. I'm going to live in this house. And uh, my grandpa was a little surprised, taken aback, that a man would live in a building designed for chickens. But uh, uh-huh. he says, okay, what do, what do I owe you for for your work? And my grandpa takes the list, like the receipts from the purchase of the materials, adds them up and says, there you go. That's how much. He charged him zero for his time. And I'm told it took over a week to build this, what I'm assuming is an immaculate chicken coop. But I mean, isn't that a waste of time to do to do that? Not get paid for your time? But at the same time, he also now has provided that man a place to live. So, you know, boom, both ways. Yeah, like the satisfaction of like helping somebody out, so he got paid in in heart uh, gratitude or not not gratitude, I guess. Just sort of like a, the the knowledge of a job well done and the self satisfaction, and he murdered a significant amount of time. Yeah, and I think that's fairly commonplace a lot of times where instead of and and the example I'll use is which is sort of the same is the homemade gift. So instead of going and buying something really sweet, like a new set of knives or a stand-up mixer, you build a birdhouse for someone. So it's a lot cheaper, but 
you've put your time into it and your care. You know, sometimes cookies taste better when you make them yourself because they're baked with love, and that's the extra ingredient. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah. No, I, no, I totally agree. I totally agree. Sometimes, like the fact that you know that somebody put time into something and effort into it, and you can kind of personalize it a bit, then something becomes more valuable. Makes it friggin' special, you know. I just wanted to sneak that one in there. No, that's like, it's a really good example. And I know a lot of people, like, they'll go, it's kind of a separate topic, but, like, they, they'll go uh, vacationing or whatever, and instead of, you know, just flat out paying for everything, they'll sort of trade goods and services. So, like, they'll, uh, maybe you are good at construction and you kind of help them repair their home or whatever, but then the, the repayment for that is, like, you get to stay with them for free or something like that. Or they'll feed you during the period of time, and I think that's kind of that's kind of neat. Yeah, I do, and I do like those uh, tit for tat stories. A little, t- little tea for tea. A little tea for tea for cheese. I'd actually be kind of interested to know what a tit and what a tat is. I guess I kind of know what a tit is, but what's a tat? Tattoos. Tattoo, tattoo. So yeah, so it's when for a tattoo. you know when girls get kind of tattoos around their breasts i'm assuming yeah. all of those are for free because the tattoo artist looks at the breast for the whole time so it's okay tit okay, for I tat it, right yeah he gets the tit and, and then she gets the tat yeah it's uh, i think it probably originated in you know the 1400s with um a woman that wanted to get something marked on her breast and the tattoo artist had a small child that his wife had passed on and he could no longer feed the child so she actually was the wet nurse for that child and in return oh, okay. that's how she paid for the tattoo is the tit for tat okay well, so that makes sense that makes sense like i mean that's a classic story i'm surprised you hadn't yeah, heard it yeah it's basically like a like a tugboat fairy tale <laughs> Well, it's, it's a fable, cheese. That's history. <laughs> it's bad. Uh, so, um, yeah, it's I speak- guess moving forward, like that, that's a really good point. And then, are, are we good to, to segue into the final topic about how we can use our time more effectively? Oh yeah, since we're running out of time on this podcast, yeah. I think we should shift. So we, so we, we've established that people don't use their time; they don't value it accordingly. Um, yeah. So, how do we improve that? What are what are some things, tips, tips, tricks that we can use to better value our time or better use our time? Well, I would like to first start this off with a quote that I saw uh, somewhere um, recently, I guess, um, and it said, "The bad news is that time flies. The good news is is you're the pilot." That makes really good sense if you do a, a ton of sense. If you do a bad news, good news, but if you did that as a good news, bad news, that's a lot weirder. The good news is that time flies. The bad news is that you're the pilot. Well, I didn't even think and of it that way. I thought of the good news is you're the pilot. The bad news is time flies. Oh. Look at that. Perspectives. Oh, geez, because I, I very much, um, I guess, kind of go towards the one, the second one that I said, in the sense that, like, it's really cool that you have control over situations, but then it just means that, you know, like, you're completely responsible for what happens for you, so it's, like, really terrifying. Yeah, no, oh, I got that. I see that yeah. one, free and clear. But, uh, yeah, because Oh, I choose to do this, and then oh, that was dumb. So then, oh, I waste my time. I wish someone would have dedicated my time for me. But then, if someone makes you do stuff for a time that you don't want to do, then it's a bunch of waste of time. Yeah, like my whole twenties. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cheese. Let's talk about uh, ways that you can better use your time. Get a planner, a day planner, a great one, a fantastic one. With little pictures. Okay. When I when I really needed it. I had one featuring the cast of Degrassi. <laughs> Jimmy? Oh, yeah. 
Jimmy, that was when Jimmy was still Jimmy before he got weird. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, that's awesome. And I think like a great day planner is is individual to the to the person. Um, whatever works for you. I learned the uh, steps for old cheese of getting a gigantic calendar that he could see all the time, and now he's slowly merging into more of a day planner, putting in some to do lists and whatnot. But I still have never, or probably nor will, get to the point where it's like you're planning every hour of every day. Um, but apparently, if you can get to that point, then you can use your time like wicked successfully, um, and you can even block off time to like. Like downtime, like oh, here's two hours for downtime. I'm gonna take that for downtime, and uh, can you see, I'd, for tugboat, I don't think that's uh, the direction I want to go because I like my downtime to be more spontaneous. Like if I, in the mood for downtime, then I can do it. But I still am able to budget time to do, you know, obligations and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, I would, I, I knowing, like, I'm kind of the opposite because, like, I know. Knowing old cheese here, left to his own devices, he's going to just do nothing. So um, it would be something that I would like to work towards. But tugboat's on, uh, on a different uh, on, it's a, on different a different ocean. tangent. Yeah, exactly. Um, this kind of goes along the same lines, but it's like, let's say you have Sunday off every week, um, which is true for some, not for others, but it's like you use that Sunday to sort of get ready and plan your week um, and even the upcoming weekend. So like, Again, it's just looking forward and just taking that time so that you make sure you don't waste time during the week. Yep. No, it's uh, that is definitely useful. Where I, I, that real life example, very uh, timely cheese. Um, very for timely. tugboat this weekend, I made a very specific plan for my Saturday, and uh, you can read about it in the musings on tugboat.ca. Sorry, the tugboat.ca. Um, it was a very scintillating Saturday for the tugboat. Very, uh, very busy. Yeah. Yeah, I read some of it, and it's, uh, pretty top-notch, so get, get on it, peeps. Dig in. Um, what is this? Oh, this is something that I've actually tried, but then I just ended up ignoring most of the time, <laughs> but it's, like, making, <laughs> it's, like, making a list of activities to do instead of, like, uh, technology-based waste of time, so, like, your phone or, or going on Facebook and all that kind of stuff, so you have, like, a list of more meaningful activities that you like to dedicate your time to, but, yeah, it ends up being, like, well, I'm too busy on Facebook to go look at that list of things that I don't want to do, so <laughs> I do want to do instead, um, so then that can be helpful if it works for you. It did not work for, for the old cheese here. Yeah, it, it worked for the tugboat, though, so, again, separate tracks tracks and it works for you it doesn't work for you it's just like separate obligatory uh, versus discretionary tasks so it's like things that you like definitely definitely have to do versus like your free time or you like have an option of doing it or not doing it and kind of separating those and being like I don't know that can kind of figure out um, how much actual free time you do have um but you also got to check them obligatory tasks to see if they're actually obligatory. Yeah, make sure that uh, that you're on top of it. Like renewing your driver's license versus making a pot roast. That yeah. one's that one's a pretty easy one. You got to make that. But pot I have roast. to make the pot roast. Yeah. I always make pot roast. You got to eat, right? Am I right? Yeah, you got to eat. <laughs> All right. What else do you have, Cheese? I think I feel like this one's a good one. Yeah, this one's in bold, so it's bold things, everybody. Bold, important things, and and leave non-important things unbolded. Um, it just says, remember the eighty twenty rule of time management. Well, that's the eighty twenty rule of management. I don't know, random high pitched person. Um, it's just saying that eighty percent of uh, what is it? The importance of what we do in any given day lies in only 20% of the activities. Uh, I think that makes sense. <laughs> um, so then like, you need to put a lot of your attention to those that top 20% of tasks. And once you like pump those out, then you have all this, you have like eight, uh, 20% of your time to do 80% of your tasks. Uh, I've confused myself. Does that make sense, Tugboat? Uh, I think you're opposite on that one, but I'm not sure. I feel like that just... Oh, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, 
like, no, you'll have 80% of free time. Yeah. And yeah, it, you'll it, have that feeds yeah. back into your, the number four one, obligatory versus discretionary, where, yeah, you know, that's yeah. probably the obligatory stuff that you want to, you know, go ahead and get that done first. Get that driver's license so you can go to the store and buy the pot roast. Yeah, you need to get all up in that 20% of the day stuff. And then once you get through that, then you can feel free and ease of mind to go do that 80%. I'm um, probably going to make pot roast later. Uh, yum, I'm having fish. Um, <laughs> which is, <laughs> this one is actually one of my favorites and something that I've like implemented uh, into my lexicon uh, as of late and just saying that consistency beats intensity every time. So I know, being a known procrastinator and stuff, like you just sort of like put all your attention and all your excitement into these tasks like really short term and you go at them really hard and then you end up like burning yourself out really quickly and, and forgetting that how important this thing is. Um, whereas consistency, if you're just doing little bits of it every day, uh, something that's more, uh, I guess, manageable or I guess reasonable long term, the consistency is, is going to make a way bigger difference than like a really short burst of, of intensity. So. Well, like then let, let's let Tugboat throw one in there, too. So for my resolution of dropping the LBs, yeah. um, you know, if you go at it really hard on a weekend and, say, do 30,000 steps like I did this weekend, and uh, <laughs> maybe you hurt yourself because you're going too hard um, versus... No, I'm fine. Don't worry. Okay. 100% physical specimen. But, um, you know, if, I, if you do 10,000 steps every day instead it's probably better for you than going whole hog, but I am in a competition on the old Fitbit, so I will crush yes. my opponent without question. That's exactly. So everybody remember consistency versus intensity because consistency wins every time. Tortoise in the hair, I'm just going to... Uh, yeah. Never mind. <laughs> I, do have, I do have great hair right now, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I look like a tortoise. Um... <laughs> the, <laughs> um if, uh, and then the next one is like if it takes less than five minutes to do, just do it. And that is another one that I've picked up lately that's been actually really helpful because I really go, oh, it takes five minutes, I can do that anytime, I'm going to do that later. And it's like, no, geez, you gotta, you gotta do that. Just, just do it, man. Just, just get out of there. Slam it together. Yeah, I get it together. Get it done. Um, what is this? Understand where long term goals and values are. No, that's not important. Uh, and <laughs> that that's probably one of like, even though there's other ones that I like, that's probably the most important is actually sitting down and seeing what you actually value in your life and really make sure um, like you can kind of come to a situation and be like, oh, should I do this or should I not do this? And be like, oh, is it in line with my values or my long term goals? And you're like, no. So then you just go like, ah, I guess I'm not going to do that. So you, so you have more or you um, do it like a, later You it becomes less like on your t life to do list it drops well I could say that but I could also just say there's some things that we feel like we need to do that really are not necessary, necessary at all and if we just like kind of looked at a more value based lifestyle then we just wouldn't do those things that sort of right. draw us in because we'll feel guilty after whatever like getting your um, gun license. Sure. <laughs> that's if that's it. Uh, you know, different strokes are different folks. Different. I, uh, I for a while I felt like I needed it, and then I started thinking about why, and then I realized why? that I don't need my gun license. Because you don't really give a crap about owning a gun. Boom. There you go. Um, and then this last one's like wicked morbid, but I've learned about it in psychology, so I'm going to share it. And to like kind of figure out where your values lie and whatnot, uh, you can write your own obituary, um, being like picturing what people would say at your funeral, and they'd be like, "Oh, here lies, uh, you know, old cheese. He spent his time watching Facebook. He had tons of really great uh, movie quotes, but what did he do with his life? Did he create any of his own quotes? No. Oh, that's kind of sad. Oh, why did I even show up to this funeral?" Uh, probably because it was in the Rogers Center and it was Viking themed. <laughs> 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 so, 
So you do that, and then you go like, oh, crap, I'm spending all this time doing stuff that I don't even care about. I want to be known and remembered for this thing, and then you'll go and you'll spend your time doing that stuff. Yeah, and uh, poor old Tugboat's been faced with more death than usual in 2016. I mean, in the celebrity world, we've seen it already, but... um, yeah, you're kind of faced with your own mortality when you do that exercise. And then, Does that make you value your time more? Um, it, it definitely makes you consider that time is fleeting, that's for sure. Yeah, oh, I would definitely, definitely see that. And happening. then maybe you start to make smarter choices, or better choices, I guess. Maybe not smarter, yeah. but better choices. And yeah. Uh, yeah, then you end up doing 30,000 steps in a weekend. Yeah. Like when when people, it's actually really bad. It makes me makes me feel really bad, kind of thinking about it. But it's like, at times you kind of wish that you would have had like sort of like a near death experience or something like that happen to you, so you can get like crazy motivated to do things. Because if you hear people who like have had near death experiences or maybe like losses of maybe that make them think of their own mortality, they just like go start like living their dreams and living life to the fullest, and you're like, oh, that's so cool. Um, but if you don't have that experience, sometimes you just like, eh, I'm not going to die. Not a big deal. Yeah, sometimes you, sometimes you do have that experience as well, and nothing happens. Yeah, or like either destroys you or it makes you like wicked productive. What doesn't kill you only makes you stronger. Actually, it's made you progressively weaker, and uh, <laughs> even the slightest thing can tip you over the edge. To your death. Um, how are we doing for the old time there, Tugboat. Oh, we're well over it. Okay, well then let's wrap it up. Wrap it up. Well, whatever. People complain, it's too long, it's over 30 minutes. Well, you know what? We only do it every two weeks now, so just bite the bullet and enjoy. Listen yeah. to it in two consecutive weeks. and We could do that, too, if we want to get weird with it and do part one and part two of everything. Ooh, to be continued. Franchise. Uh, well, I well, I can't respond to that. The Hunger Games franchise. Uh, uh, <laughs> Other uh, franchises. That keep doing part ones and part twos. Yeah, let's let's not be them. Who am I, the Avengers? <laughs> Find out next movie in a year and a half. On a conversation with Cheese and the Tugboat. I guess we'll just stop now. So you're good. You're good with stopping. We should stop. How much? How much was it? All right. It's still going. We're we're at fifty-two minutes and forty seconds. Fifty-two minutes and forty seconds. What could you have done oh, in okay. that time? Nah, not that's pretty close. We should stop it. We should stop. Yeah, that's pretty. Uh, pretty close. Close to what? Like our forty-five minute goal. Oh, yeah, that's that's good. All right, I'll stop it. Conversations.